The Tilted Landshark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. We're not the only AUDL gambling podcast, but we still, 10 weeks into the season, maintain the best. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessions, the Wolf of Oakland, and I got with me, Zach, the Finger Reaper of Elo. What is up, Zach? Yo, Chase, how's it going? Man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I, I, I feel like... I feel like you might need to explain to the people uh, the name for the the nickname here. What? Why? Why the Finger Reaper? Uh, yeah. uh some people slice their tips of their fingers off when they're uh, chopping up cucumbers for a nice cocktail. It let's happens. just let's just put it that way. It happens. Listen, it's not a good fourth if everyone comes back with all of their fingers. Fast. No, something's gonna happen. But hey, uh, we did do some beer Olympics, uh, our second annual beer Olympics yeah. that my friends uh, like to throw. And two years in a row, my team falls short. Um, it's it's kind of frustrating. All the uh, we first game that we played, an interesting one, is we all chug our beers. Everyone has a can, chug their beers, and you got to stomp on the can. It's called snake can. And you got to line up the cans. And if you got the perfect stomp, obviously you're going to have a small radius. The shortest can snake or snake, can of snakes, whatever, snake cans, the shortest one wins. Okay. That was a pretty cool game. You got your typical. I like it. It's got drinking, but it's also kind of like golf. Lowest score wins. We got some flip cup, uh, some gonzo, or people know it as smack cup, chandelier. I don't know if you know that one. I feel like I've been out of the drinking game circuit for so long that uh, games are probably vastly different. Than, probably uh, from what you were used to. More than likely, yeah. More than likely. Um, yeah, and then a crap ton of yard games, and my team couldn't pull it out. Man, a lot of fun though. A lot of fun. Always love Fourth of July. That's a, that's unfortunate. Uh, we, me and my friends, were huge uh, beer die players we played a lot of beard eye and we had we used to have like a beard eye tournament <clears throat> once a summer that was uh that was pretty intense like i don't think we ever anyone ever no one ever remembers the finals um mm-hmm. so i feel like we were we were doing it right um i remember one time the guy who who uh owned owned the house and was putting on the turn say he peed on his own stereo at some <laughs> point so yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot to handle uh, needless to say, uh, you know, what else was a lot to handle? Uh, New York empire. 
they were a oh, lot to handle there yet <laughs> i yeah this this was actually the transition that i was planning um yeah uh talking about week 10 the the adl let's let's recap what happened because uh there's a lot of action we were kind of right on some stuff we were really wrong on a lot of stuff also yeah uh, it was a tough week it was a it was a tough week that's for sure um but here we go let's let's go ahead and jump into it uh Montreal traveling to New York, New York, the six point favorite. Uh, well, they did it. They handled it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they easily walk away with the win. Uh, 29 to 15. Just, uh, they're finally, they're finally a great team is I guess what I will say here. Yeah. They finally, now we know they finally hit that threshold as being a great, they were kind of, you know, up in the air. Are they great? Are they not great? But New York, no, they've always been great, um, especially these last few weeks. I tweeted something out. <clears throat> if you're not following me on Twitter, at Z underscore Avello. Uh, looking at New York's last five games, including this one, uh, they've outscored opponents 130 to 76. And if the math checks out, that's like a 26 to 15 average, you know, 26 to 15 score. Yeah. Uh, they've only been broken 10 times. Again, for all you newbies, a break is when – your offense goes out on the field, and then somehow they get scored on. That's only happened to them 10 times um, the last five games. And their offense at the same time has an 81% hold rate. So for every five times to go out there, they're going to hold uh, more often than not. So, yeah, I just don't – I don't get how are you going to game plan. Like, there's not – obviously, DC's fell to them twice this year. There's not another roster in the East that's going to match up. So they kind of had that cakewalk through the East, and this Montreal game has proven that. Yeah, it was a a very uh, a, a very thorough win. Uh, is really just the least of what I can say here is that my God, what a very very thorough win getting getting yeah. the fifteen point dub. Uh, I I mean it's it's just pretty much the the straight up march to. Uh, the straight up march to the finals. It seems like for, for New York, I, it, it's going to be hard to see anybody from any of the divisions top them. Uh, and maybe until they get to so. the finals. So. Yeah. And the, the, another thing I want to point out here too, is their New York's ability to, they've been covering a lot of these games <clears throat> along with these covers. They're seven and three on the over and under um, and three of these. So if three of these overs or three of the unders have come with, numbers that are just inflated 46 48 and a half points so i think right now new york if we get a low number like in the 40s i think what they're they've already played 10 games so we may only have it for two more games yeah yeah two more games if they get numbers in the low 40s to high 30s that's an auto over i think this team they're putting up 30 plus a game and they just need the other team to score at least 10 right so i yeah this is just it's because it seems like they're going to put up close to 30 almost every game yeah. now at this point. Yeah. I mean, both sides of the disc too, very efficient. Their offense scores fast. They started the game eight, one uh, with six breaks. They started the game with six breaks and, and those six defensive possessions, only one turnover. So when their defense gets the disc, they'll score pretty fast too. So clean ultimate out of New York right now. Now Montreal was on a back-to-back. Uh, they head to Boston where they were weirdly a three point favorite uh, we were getting uh, Boston plus 200 on the money line. 
Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> your boy here. Your boy here was on the uh, the Boston money line plus two hundred. That's what I do. <laughs> they get the dub twenty three sixteen, a seven point victory. Just uh, guys, when you see a when you see the book, just get it wrong like this. Unleash hell, release the kraken, do all of the things that involve releasing and something terrible uh, to that line. Yeah, and they try to fix it after that stomping Montreal got against New York. They moved it to a pick'em. Saturday morning, the game moved to a pick'em. So, I mean, even then, you lost a lot of value in picking Boston at plus 200, but you could still get them to win outright. Right. Um, yeah, and it was just so weird. Montreal, they, they traveled almost full squad offensively. They had all their big names, and they put up – what am I looking at here? Total of 30 points for the weekend. Not a good outing. Um, started this game against Boston, up 5-1. Um, kind of early huff turnovers from Boston, but Boston got their feet back underneath them. Uh, Cole Davis-Brand with five assists, and rookie Turner Allen in his third game had four goals. So they had some players show up who's not named Sadok, who you know still had a crap ton of throwing yards at 557, I think I'm seeing. Yeah, Boston. It, Boston's like the Madison Radicals of the East. I just I don't know what version of Boston I'm going to get week in and week out. Right, right. It's oh, the Radicals. Still, still to this day, I have absolutely no idea what to make of the Radicals. Now, let's go to a. Uh, we had an all Canadian battle uh, for I don't know what I think it was Canada Day. I know it was. I know it was Fourth of July in Canada like today. But apparently, all line up July second. I think. Yeah, I think this was on Canada today. We had Toronto at Ottawa. It had it as at a pick'em. Uh, it looks like uh, you know total was set at forty four and a half. Uh, man, yeah. Toronto ekes it out twenty one to twenty, and I want to say that we uh, we went ahead and leaned into uh, it. I both leaned into Toronto there on the pick'em. We were yep. way wrong on the total, though. Came up shy. Yeah, I just want to formally apologize. No, I'm not apologizing. We got this wrong, sure. Uh, both teams threw 28 turnovers, which is stupid. I mean, that's got to hurt. If you're a over better and you see turnovers in the 20s by both teams, you're just in pain. Um, With that many turnovers, how did they score 41 points is the question. Yeah, it's a good mixture of – they had points that lasted two and a half, three minutes, and they probably had points that lasted 30 seconds. Because, again, these they've got throwers on these teams. Luke Komeyer, um, Jeff um, for uh, Ottawa, they got some of the top throwers in the game, uh, very fast-paced teams, and yet they still find a way to you know throw a lot of turnovers every few points to kind of slow the game down for all the overbetters. So, one last game from the East. Uh, this was a Grand Marquis game. We had DC taking on Philly. Uh, DC, the two and a half point favorite. I was a big fan of Philly in this spot on the money line, plus 295. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. 
Yeah, that didn't turn out well for me because DC gets the one-point victory, 22-21. Hard-fought game. It was everything that we wanted from a grand marquee game, which was, uh, you know, you, you want good good close. competition, close game. Uh, it was that. Uh, it was it, it was not a winning effort for me, but it was still a good game. Yeah. Um, I had DC minus two and a half, and I thought that was a sharp play because as – I think we were seeing two teams, D.C. kind of coming off a loss against New York. Um, there are two losses against New York. Philly was on a winning streak and had been looking good. Um, but I just thought D.C. on paper was the more dominant team. And getting them at two and a half when I thought this game could be closer to four and a half, five and a half, I thought was a sharp play. And obviously I was wrong. And Philly, they were four minutes away from getting this stub. Uh, the last half of the fourth quarter, they were up, and then they give up two breaks. These two breaks last four minutes and 15 seconds. Um, Philly can't climb out of a hole when so much clock is taken off being scored against you. So they had this game uh, pretty close to one, one for them, but they kind of blew up. Boxley goes for two assists and five goals. He's been going off pretty well for D.C. these last couple of weeks. Uh, for Philly, Mock goes for six, six assists and two goals. Pollard, two assists, six goals. Those are kind of the two guys. Uh, they did a pretty um, good job. DC is stopping Martin. Martin didn't do too much in this game for Philadelphia. I think was probably the the big changer in this is Philadelphia was their best receiver was getting shut down, um, and they couldn't do too much with him. So kudos to DC. I think their defense won in this game with those breaks at the end and kind of shutting down half this Philadelphia offense, but – Philly was a good fight. I'm hoping they can hold on to this three spot. I think they play again. Man, next week. Are we going to see this again next week? Hey, Philly, D.C., week 11. I think we've got another marquee game. We got a little chance to run that one back. Maybe I'll get on the right side of it this time. Now, Mm -hmm. moving on to the Central Division. Uh, Since they were on a back-to-back, we'll go ahead and kick it off with what was one of our other marquee games. Uh, Minnesota heading to Chicago to take on – Well, Chicago. I just said it. Um, <laughs> this one was was uh, I believe also a pick 'em total set at forty. Uh, I thought this was going to be a defensive struggle. It was not. Uh, but uh, I was on the right side here with uh, Minnesota. Who Minnesota plus one ten on the money line. How did we get that Cha-ching. once again? Cha Ching. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a, I mean, these are obviously the top two teams in that division, uh, a really good game, but, uh, you know, Minnesota mm-hmm. really kind of separating themselves as the power in the central. Yeah. I mean, so this was a very back and forth game. I don't think anyone has scored more than three points in a row in this game. So no runs and you get a few breaks, right? A couple of back to back points, uh, windshield goal leader, Brian V, um, and then four tied with three assists for the wind show. That just, again, shows how spread out their talent is. They they kind of remind me. I'm not going to compare them to the uh, 06, 07 back-to-back Gator Championship team for college basketball fans out there. I am going to compare it to them. That team, they had five starters, and you never know which one of those starters are going to go off. When you play against Minnesota, there's not one guy you got to shut down and stop them. They've got seven guys that are going to come out offensively. They have a great defensive offense that you just got to find a game plan against their team to stop. Very well spread out team. Chicago, Redlich, five assists and three goals. Vice with five goals for Chicago. 
Uh, Pavel Jonas had a decent game. Nate Goff uh, didn't hear too much about him. But now, yeah, we got Windchill 7-1, Chicago 6-1. and one. Uh, I did the research and trying to find out what the tiebreaker was, only to find out they play again in a couple of weeks. So, problem solved. Problem staying problem solved. solved. Uh, I wish they would play each other week 14. Kind of a AED, I'll take a note from the NFL with these like big games that end off the regular season. Right. Right. I just got to so, predict yeah. who's, who's the final two. And let's make them play right. last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's, you have enough foresight to be able to do that, right? We'll get Steve Hall back on the show. I'll talk to him. There we go. So moving on, uh, the second half of the back to back. We. <laughs> We had Minnesota heading to Detroit, and ooh, Detroit. I was born ready for humiliation. That's a big-time loss. Uh, Minnesota gets the dub, 33-19. to 19. Uh, Minnesota, uh, we, we leaned into the huge number that Minnesota w- was giving here, which was nine, mm-hmm. and, man, did they cover that easily. Easily. Um, man, poor Detroit. I think I say this every week. This game stood no chance against our little road road trip uh, trend that we like to bet against. Right, right. And large number trend. Um, Detroit, when you're betting on against Detroit, all trends go out the window because they're not going to be capable of keeping up, especially with a team like Minnesota, who's just a few tiers above what Detroit has to offer. Um Chris Ross tried to do it all against the windchill for uh, Detroit. Six assists, five goals, 462 throwing yards. Not your typical Cubit or Shogren game from Detroit. Uh, so a little shout-out to him. And, yeah, Winchell came out with 13 blocks this game. I think I had a prop bet for you. Uh, no, I had a prop bet for the uh, Twitterverse. 15.5 total blocks for Minnesota against Detroit. It hits the under, um, which – Two-thirds of our people say it's going to hit the other. That's a big feat to get 15 and a half blocks. I don't think a lot of teams have done that so far this right. year. But Right. Yeah, this game. I mean, we get – I don't know if Detroit has a chance to win again this year at all. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, one of those things where we, we could talk about this game even more, but what what did we really learn from this game? Nothing. No. Nah, Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing to be learned from this same game. Same old, same old. Pretty much. All right. So last game in the central, we had uh, Pittsburgh heading into Indianapolis. Uh, Indy was the four point favorite. Uh, they do not cover. They get the win 28, 26, but Oh boy, did we hammer that over uh, in this game was because they set it at 42. I don't know why, uh, but we, uh, we went ahead and, and, and took full advantage of that one. Yeah. And I've noticed when Indy plays at home, the book, no matter what the over is, they're going to have it at like minus 150. So, yeah. Uh, Rod came on and brought up a good point. You're only paying for the juice if you lose. That's You're right. not going to lose an over in this. This game hit over 42 in the first point of the fourth quarter. So, at that point, you're kind of just like not sweating at all. Um, I mean, good, a good time to bring up though. Uh, we had been, you know, we do pretty well against the spread. Uh, we really crush overs. Uh, I know I personally really did not crush yeah. the overs uh, this this week. I, I I had a losing record in the totals. Did pretty you well against the spread. Under. Yeah, se- I went seven and two take- against the spread, but I was I was uh, not good on the uh, on the old totals. 
Hold up. Let me get let me get to the numbers real quick here. I think most of the totals that you've lost, you kept betting the man, it's about 50 50 under overs, but <clears throat> yeah. Um we're seeing ADL games where they 111 and 99 over under. So it's starting to even out a little bit. It's starting it, to even out. It was yeah. it was very lopsided. It's it's starting to even out though. Yeah, I would say since the first few weeks, it's kind of the market has corrected. It's been going uh, back and forth. So, All right, now we got to get to a word from our sponsors real quick. When we come back with more Tilted Landshark podcast, we will look at the West, the South, and we got a little bit of power rankings for you folks. Stay right where you are. Listen to the to the words from our illustrious sponsors, and we will be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And now bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club. It includes a two night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We've relaunched the SGPM merch store. There's tons of awesome gear from your favorite SGPN shows. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You've seen our artwork. You've seen our dope logos. You've heard our dope catchphrases. Now be the dopest D-Gen on the block when you have one of our sweet podcast shirts. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. We're back. We're wrapping up week 10 of AUDL action. We've, we've taken to the west side where they ride or die. And we're talking L.A. at Colorado, Colorado, the six-and-a-half-point favorite. Total set at 40-and-a-half. And, of course, the money line minus 1,600 because Colorado is just a goddamn buzzsaw. Uh, we thought this number might be too big. L.A. had yeah. shown signs of life. Apparently not that alive because they get handed the uh, the nine-point L, Colorado with the nine-point dub, 24-15. to 15. Uh just like yeah. just like New York, they look like they're on their march to the to the finals in, in Madison. Yeah, I mean we did see life in the first half from LA. 
That was a tight game going to halftime, wasn't it? It, I, it was a. I think. I think so, but Colorado's ability to just separate is, you know, insane. they can just get on get on a roll and just put put you down. Yeah, here it is. Yep, five points in the second half from LA. They got outscored fourteen to five against Colorado. Insane. It's, it's the team that put on the switch. Uh, Jay Fruit with four goals. Um, Tatum Spicer and Final with three assists apiece. Ever Shapiro for LA again on his rookie of the year campaign four goals um it'll be interesting to see him and radic for austin go up against each other for that award um radic's on a playoff caliber team him and uh or shapiro and Everest or landro marks is not so i don't know yeah. i don't know how that's going to shape up but yeah colorado uh it's just too good let's just let me look at their numbers colorado has covered Seven of their last eight games. Seven and one ATS in the last eight games. And they've had some huge numbers coming their way. Yeah. And they're still and they're still kinda kinda doing the thing. So up I mean, next for them is against San Diego. I wouldn't be shocked if that game's four and a half, three and a half. It's at San Diego. So will I fall in the trap of hey, I think this San Diego's gonna bounce back? I don't know. I hope I yeah. don't because picking Colorado seems too easy right now. It does. It does seem easy. It seems like a like an auto bet almost at this point. So, yeah. the West we only had one game. The South we had two. Uh, let's go yeah. ahead. We're gonna lead off in the South with uh, Austin at Dallas. And actually, a good friend of mine, a, a college teammate, uh, my boy Phil Laney was was at this game, taking it in as as a spectator. Is his first time taking in a AUDL, and he absolutely loved it. Uh, it's funny. He was texting me during the game. He's like, these guys suck at pulling. He's like, a lot of these pulls are like 15 yard rollers that go out of bounds. And I was like, uh, are they setting up a, a double team off of that? He's like, yeah. Is that a thing? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't yell. Not a puller then at, at any point <laughs> that. I was, but he was hey. like, yeah, man. He was like, I haven't, you know, I hadn't played ultimate in a long time. I hadn't been to like a old, this kind of setting. It's like, it's nice being around, you know, the weirdo, these weirdos again. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I had to say Dallas, Dallas is home to some of the better hecklers that I've been to when I've traveled to, you know, they beat out Austin and Atlanta and Raleigh, Charlotte, even when they had a team, Dallas has some pretty good hecklers. So not a pooler on the roller pool. I, he could have played it off as a heckle. Definitely yeah. not a not knowing what's going on type of thing. I, I told him I was like, you said you sound like the uh, the old man at the basketball game who's pissed off that everyone's not using the backboard enough. <laughs> Where are also, the mid range jumpers? Yeah, that's right. Where's the jumper from the elbow? Uh, he uh, he also uh, gave had a great uh, nickname for the Dallas team, uh, who he oh, called to hear this the Dallas Lesions. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Um, I'm for it. I support it. Zach hey, has kind of a noe noe aftertaste with that one. I think but someone here's got to be sensitive. That's right. No, uh, I, that works. They're okay. I'll say it. Dallas is terrible. Yeah, they're not. That I think great. Tampa's going to blow them out when Tampa plays them. That's a scary proposition. That is a scary. They're, they're going to play each other. I don't know why we've waited 11 weeks for them to have to play each other. This is. This is a marquee game. You guys are going to hate this. Let's see, week 12, week 13. There we go. <laughs> week 13. 
Dallas goes to Tampa. We wait till 13 weeks in the season for the marquee game of the season. I don't think either team is going to have a win going into that. Yeah. So that I will, will be bet, fun. I don't, I don't know what side yet, but I will be on the money line. Whoever the plus money is there. Whatever the, wherever the, the plus money is. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be Dallas since Dallas is having to travel. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. I think Dallas may be like a plus 180 plus 200 type of thing. So I I was of the mindset that you know Dallas little brother they've they've gotten they've gotten smoked two times uh, that they've played against Austin. This is game three. You know they bow up. They show they show a little bit. They keep their lunch money this time. No, they went hungry. Their lunch money was took uh, because they this- get a. 10 point loss uh by austin what can you say this is another one what can you really glean from this because dallas is just kind of bad man these matchups this is i think the third time they played each other these matchups remind me of like little giants when the cowboys are beating up on the little giants but in this situation icebox never shows up at halftime and they still get beat up in the second half by the cowboys that's austin and dallas pretty much yeah yeah, we're just gonna yeah. keep it at that. Yeah, the the annexation of Puerto Rico did not work for for Dallas in this in this situation. Um, well, we'll go ahead and just say rest in peace, John Madden, and uh, we'll move right. on. Yeah, move, move, moving on. Uh, our last grand marquee game uh, of this uh, of this week, and it was the third game of the Atlanta Carolina rivalry. Carolina had won the first two. Atlanta had been oh so close in every single one of these. I was on Atlanta on the money line. Uh, Zach, you want to tell the folks how that worked out for me? Uh, not so well. Um, not well at all. They covered. They, they covered. Did cover. They did cover. They did cover. Consider them great. They considered them great. They managed to to you know cover the uh, the three point spread, but they lose eighteen to sixteen. The yeah, sweep. I- they got swept. They that got hurts. Swept by Carolina, the uh, first time in a few years for uh, Atlanta gets swept by Carolina. But I will say, low scoring game again from Atlanta. Fun little project that I may not have time to do this week, but maybe next week. I want to look at every Atlanta D point that takes over two minutes. Yeah, because their defense. If you okay, if you look at the throwing splits between Carolina and Atlanta, um, I don't think I wrote them down. So real quick, I'm going to go down to the game, the box score. Nope, I just went to week eleven. So if we go to the box score, Atlanta, Carolina, a lot of blank space. Here we go. Okay, Atlanta hustle, 222 throwing attempts. Carolina Flyers. 349 throwing attempts. When you play against a zone that makes you throw back and forth about 10 yards horizontally so you can't move the disc up like Carolina had to do, Atlanta's going to make you play ultimate for a very long time and make it boring. Um, I like to watch Atlanta play because i got a lot of friends on that team, but for someone who does not watch a lot of ultimate, go watch Colorado or New York. Atlanta games, they'll slow down the pace. Um... Shockingly, their over/under so far this year is at three and four, closer to five hundred than I would expect. Right, because of how their defense likes to play. Yeah, but that'd be something to look at when they travel to Atlanta. Um, obviously, I'm going to go back and look at that Atlanta uh, Austin game. 
from when they first played to see how I'm going to break that game down. But they could they could go into Austin and kind of you know slow that team down quite a bit to kind of frustrate them. Carolina, much more disciplined, older team, been there. We'll break down the Austin game. Not so much. They've got a lot more younger guys who may not be as patient. So something to look out for. Yep. So that is it. That wraps up all the games from week 10 of the AUDL. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, get get another word in from our sponsors. Then when we come back, we've got some power rankings for you. That's right. That's new. Yeah, it's new. We waited until, you know, close to when the season was over to introduce this this new wrinkle. A developing show as every week we're coming up with something new. Yeah, yeah. We're I mean, we're we're growing boys. I don't know what else to tell you. We'll be <laughs> right back with more Tilted Land Shark podcast right after these messages. Listen, we've all been there. You got a tight budget, you got everything planned out, and then boom, something out of the blue happens that's costs it feels like all of your money. It can be so stressful. But you know what can help ease the stress is if you pick up your phone. Get in touch with your old friend Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills, whatever that surprise expense might be. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave. Think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Talking to your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark podcast where we're stepping out of our, our routine. We're trying something new here. We did a little bit of power rankings. We're talking the top five teams on the outside looking in of the playoff picture. Zach, do you want to elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. So we don't want to do a typical, just normal power rankings. Cause every, I think everyone has an idea of what those are going to look like. So every week we're going to come up with some sort of 
new different type of power rankings. So this week, the teams on the outside looking in. Uh, so we talked about the West, Central, and East. The top three teams in those divisions get to go to the playoffs. In the South, the top two. So everyone outside of those top threes and top two positions. So four through six and all the other divisions and uh, three through five in the South. Those teams. Let's see what teams – the teams closer to the ones or the teams, you know, that may have a better shot at making the playoffs. All right. So, Zach, lead it off. Who is number five? Number five after – I mean, this is complete opposite of recency bias, but I got Montreal Royal as bad as they looked this past weekend. Okay. I just think there's way too much talent on that team to be in the position they're in. And maybe uh, early in the season, a couple of things didn't go their way, like that Toronto loss. Um, And, you know, the loss against Boston this past weekend, maybe just that New York thing demoralized them. You can flip around a couple of L's, and they're probably right ahead of Phoenix right there. So I got Montreal at number five. All right. So my number five. Uh, is the team that I have no idea what to think of them and have not had any idea what to think of them all season. It's it's number five, the Madison Baticals. Oh, you got them at five. I got them at five. I think that, okay. I, you know, I think that uh, it's a long shot for them to to catch Indy or to make up any ground on uh, on Chicago or Minnesota. I I, yeah. I, I mean, they they've underperformed. And it feels like almost every single game they underperformed on their own trading card night, you know, like, uh, I don't know how you do that too. Unforgivable is what that is. Unforgivable to underperform on your own trading card night. It's kind of unfortunate, but again, still really cool that they get to do trading cards. That's true. Go ahead. Number NFTs or number fours. (laughs) I'm going to throw a little wrench at you guys. I like to be saucy sometimes. Number four. Oakland Spiders. Hey, that is a bold hey. take. That is a real. Yeah. That is a real bold take that you would take the, the Oakland Spiders. Man, I don't. I don't really don't know what you're thinking, honestly. <laughs> really? You know who, yeah. Can I? I'm gonna give you my number four. Let me hear your number four real quick. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> Right it's the, the Oakland Spiders. I, I fooled you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> got them. We fucking got them. <laughs> That's right. I, we, I, we never I, clash. Never, never. No, I, I actually, yeah, I, I liked, uh, I, I thought Oakland, um, I tell you what, I, I put the, ed, I gave, I put Oakland on the list along with another West team, which we will get to, of course, because uh, that's such a tough division. And I, I yeah. think that if you, if you, took this team and you put them in the central in the south uh maybe not in the east but you know any of the other divisions uh excluding excluding the east that they have a a better than 50 50 shot to to make the playoffs yeah and they're just so damn hot right now you kind of always like to see those teams catching fire that you know they probably dug themselves an early hole but oakland's pretty exciting to watch they got some ballers uh showing up right now so yeah oakland number four i like it okay i mean i i like that we both had them i mean we both had them at four look at us hey look at us look at us who would have thought not me that was a little premature there (laughs) yeah yeah way to go all right that's why don't 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 usurp my sound drops from now on please and thank (laughs) you sir quotable (laughs) 
All right. Who's your number three? Number three, uh, I've got the second Eastern Division team here. I've got Boston. Okay. Um, even though I just said that, you know, if you put Montreal against Boston against each other one more time, maybe Montreal has them. But Boston is they've got their win over Philadelphia, right? So if you take away a couple of Boston losses, right, both teams will be at four and four. Right. And they split games. So they're right by Philadelphia, and we always give Philadelphia high praises. Um, these next couple of teams, including Boston, are teams that, like, when they're on, they're comfortably in the playoff race. But when they're off, they're they're falling apart, and it looks pretty ugly. So Boston at number three, just because of their ceiling. I like them a lot. All right. So my my number three, uh, I went back to the to the west side, and, and I went to L.A. Aviators. Um I think I the only reason they are uh, three and not four is one hundred percent personal bias. Uh, that I, I like the LA Aviators and I want them to be very good. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, they they've had their their moments. And once again, another team that I think if you took them out of the West, uh, where they're playing against absolute buzzsaw competition, that they they would be they would be holding their own, fighting for a playoff spot. And right now, they're on the the outside looking in. You know what, Chase? You know there's another podcast out there where they just fanboy the hell out of the LA Aviators. You need to go on there and just talk to those guys. Do I? Okay. All right. Yeah. I I can't relate to your uh, fanboy this team, but I picked the wrong teams to fanboy like Seattle. So I have have nothing to uh, talk about here. Ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. (laughs) All right. Who you got at number two? Number two is the team that you had at <laughs> number five, I think. Madison the Radicals. Radicals. The Madicals. The Madicals. Yeah. Um, just because I'm on the other end of what you said, they play the Alley Cats in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think they're going to beat them. They're at home. Alley Cats have to play outdoors with that win. Madison gets into the third spot. And then That's the Alley Cats, after that game against Madison, has to play Minnesota, and then they have to play Atlanta. Okay. So it's a must win for either team. I think I like Madison's situation better. Um, I'm having them at number two because they also have that history. You know, you think of solid ultimate, you think of Madison radicals. And even though we don't know what team we're going to get when they lose, they lose close moral victories, right? We're all about moral victories. Yeah. 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 Those count, those count a, for things, right? Well, blue ribbon for you. Constellation prize. That's what you get. Madison, you get number two in this, uh, not so great power ranking. Yeah, my number two, I went to Boston Glory. Um, I same thing as the West, except we're in the East. It's a tough division. You t- you put Boston, you put Boston in another division. They're probably vi- fighting for uh, for a playoff spot. Uh, I mean, they play well. They're pretty good, but they also have just kind of buzzsaw teams in their league that they've already had in their mm-hmm. division that they've had to play a few times. And I, I don't, I don't think that they're. They're really, uh, they're really that bad, and uh, I, I think, uh, I think number two is a good spot for them. I mean, it's Boston; okay. it's a city full of colleges. You know, all the smat kids are uh, smatties. All the smat kids are, uh, you know, playing ultimate together. So you can't, you can't overlook the smat kids. This is a nerd sport. I will, I will uh, have to say that one hundred percent. Some of the smartest people uh, I have uh, played ultimate with also some of the, just like the most degenerate worst people on the face of the planet. I've also played. <laughs> and here we are. With. And here we <laughs> are. <Gambling on> it. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, I just based off of who we've already said, 
based off of who yeah. le- who's left, I think I have a good idea as to who both of our number ones are. I, I love the game. I love the hustle, man. So go ahead, tell us. Just say it. We all know what it is. <laughs> yeah, the Atlanta hustle. Um, a team that's still like I think top six or seven in the AEDL power rankings that Lepler comes out with every week. Yep. I don't know how. I think they're going to drop now that they can't beat a team like Carolina um, at least once if you're going to play them three times right now. But I think it's pretty obvious. Um, they were the best team on the regular season last year. They still kind of have that same team together, so there's no reason why. They just – bad luck against Carolina three times. They go against Austin to take that spot back. Yeah. And, you know, it's if, – okay, let's say this. Atlanta beats Austin right? Atlanta's in the number two spot. It's tough to beat a team. Even though they're going to play at home, Carolina, tough to beat a team four times in a season, maybe. Maybe yep. Atlanta steals one and gets to go to the championship weekend, and we've got a team on the outside looking in now that has a good shot at playing in Madison in the semifinals. Yeah, that's that's essentially why I had Atlanta number one, is they're, of all those teams, they're the ones that feel like they actually have a chance to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, Not even they, that, but make it to the semis. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think I kind of figured we were going to be in gre- agreement on number one. I'm still, I'm still really happy about that little Oakland Spider surprise that we got. Yeah, there. that was. I was. I thought that was going to be a saucy take by me, but that's just a saucy take by the pod. Honestly, well, look at that. We're all about that pod sauce. Look at that. Um, and as for Atlanta, I'll go ahead and tease this. We have. Our number one marquee game is the Atlanta-Austin game next weekend. Hopefully that's not on FS2 because I want to be able to watch that live. It's going to be a great game. Um, We are going to have someone on the show for the next episode from that Atlanta-Austin game. Who it is, don't know yet, but I'm reaching out, and we will get someone from that game to talk about the hype going into that game, and I think we're going to have a really fun episode next at the end of this week. Did you say hype? We, it's pod policy not to believe the hype. Flavor Flav said it. I agree with it. Uh, <laughs> no, he's right. We believe the hype because we're going to have a, you know, no matter which guest shows up, we're going to have a pretty good guest for our next show. So yeah. please tune have in. a good time with them. Yeah, tune in, check it out, and we'll have all sorts of picks to make for week 11. Week mm-hmm. 11. We're almost. Yeah, we're. What? We started oh, doing this in April? We're almost through the season 14 weeks that's how long we've been we've been podding it out <coughs> my god yeah, it's chase we have grown together we've learned we've created vision boards yeah just supporting each other's dreams and aspirations and shit the end is near man i don't i don't know what we're gonna do i mean i will we'll have something to do in the off season yeah but well, let's just say gambling wise i don't know what i'm gonna bet on it's gonna hey, be sad you know what zach how you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. I hope you have a good day. Hope you have a better week. Mm, I hope your month is full of successful days and a lot of great ventures. I hope you just come up, brother. I hope your whole fucking year is spectacular. Oh, you hope my year is spectacular? Yeah. You got something you want to say to me? You got something you want to say? You smell great. You smell great. What is it? <laughs> that is it. For us here on the Tilted Land Track, I hope everyone does have a good day. And uh, while you're having a good day, just remember, hammer!
or you're nothing.